0: shall I start? <laughs> the, the times, shh, stop talking in the background. The times, they are difficult for those of us who live on the internet. So I, I, I really, I, I feel like I've been in a lot of historical chats, like in in real life the, the past few days. Like I, I su- suddenly my past is coming back to haunt me and I have to deal with the fact that I am famous sometimes. Moderately, for this 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 little blog post I wrote back in ooh golly it's <laughs> ancient history now ooh medieval 20, 2015, right and the, entitled what was it three cheers for white men and what was it about what was this famous tri- I now I never got I did not get kicked off Twitter we're still waiting that one but you know got got depersoned by various people in academia, because I had said that one of my cheers was for chivalry. (laughs) I was, I was schooled, you know, by certain members of the internet that I did not know what chivalry was and I had no, well, I don't know if they actually called me out for not having any manners, but they did seem to think that they could be as rude as they wanted to me because I had cheered for chivalry. It is now, how many years? Eight, coming on eight years later, and I still don't know why they were so upset. So we're going to explore that tonight on the Mosaic Arc. Welcome. What were you doing talking behind me when <laughs> I was trying to do- introduce the people? It's all your fault. Behave woman. What are you doing over there on the other side of the planet? Miss. I got excited. I just just excited. excited. I that's, that's coffee. so, that really, I, I just, a tall tale, <laughs> a tall tale. What do you think, where do you think you are the wild West? You can just barge into the, the drinking establishment and demand drinks of me woman
1: yeah well everyone knows we're not civilized down here you
0: barbarians you the ba 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 we've we've been having a lot of conversations about language and you know what makes us civilized what makes us able to behave in this this complicated landscape that we find ourselves inhabiting I am still I so I was I was talking just now about how I it didn't make sense to me Back in 2015, well actually it was 2016 when the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the full force of you don't, you know, chivalry is bad for women hit in the feminist, the mm-hmm. scholar. well I can't remember what the group was called. The feminists were mad at me because I said chivalry was a good thing. And they have presumed. <laughs> it boggles the mind to this day. The feminists were mad at me because I'd said chivalry was a good thing, and then of course they got mad at me. I mean, this is this this sort of fits with some of our long term conversation because I, I they said I had not, I did not appreciate the way chivalry had been used against women of hues other than my own. They they claimed right mm-hmm. that, that chivalry, particularly in the American South or so we were told you like know, if if southern gentlemen were defending well white women against darker toned people um so for example and, and and what what's interesting is of course i that had not been in my head at all i'm a medievalist i was thinking in terms of knights right mm-hmm. and um i was so we have we actually have lots of pictures tonight i'm going to start with this The get us on the pictures right now this is a couple canoodling and they've got a bird on their hands right it's like literally, this is what was in my mind. I was thinking about, you know, patterns of behavior that we think kind of sort of romantically developed in the Middle Ages between women and men. And that this was, you know, a behavior that, that I, I I mean, I asked, you know, in my, in my three cheers for white men, I said, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to debate this, but it was like, why should, why doesn't pe- why don't women want chivalry now? I mean, we're, we're, what are we complaining about?
1: Well, I was, I was thinking as you were saying this, are they getting the word chivalry confused with chauvinism? <laughs> Maybe I don't know but it's just a, sim- a simple linguistic slip that made you infamous, <laughs> well
0: I mean that I said white, I mean that was the worst thing right we've 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 covered yay and oh, his, yes. his white lives matter problem, but you know oh, the exactly. the whiteness yes. the, the and and I really was meaning at that time simply European because everyone was using you know those interchangeably, and of course we're we're in this slippery yes. slope into you know if you say this word. I have full license to insult you for the rest of your life. You know, th- mm. th- fill in the blank, you know, bad word that, that, that now, and, and I, w- you know, what, what struck me, and still does. I mean, I, I still get communications every so often from those who would accuse me of being unchivalrous, um, that, you know, I'm crazy or I'm, you know, of course I'm, a, you know, of, of all the flavors of supremacist that you're not allowed to be. Um, i will never be forgiven and i will be slandered and shamed for the rest of my life for saying hooray men should behave well with women and not rape them
1: Mm. it's very odd um (laughs) i don't know like do we start? Do we start with defining what's wrong with the feminists that have been reading your work, or?
0: <laughs> well, I think no. What I I want us to talk about is 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 this sort of problem of what manners are, and 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 how, in fact, I mean, why is it so difficult for people to know how to behave? And there's the there's the the, the sort of close-in problem of you know men and women in courtship, as it were, dating hmm. and marriage and um you know continuing living together as husband and wife or something like that um but there there's a a broader problem that you and I have been talking about and encountering just you know online g- generally of how
1: mm-hmm. is it
0: how is it how is it that people are supposed to behave now under these circumstances of anonymity or of you know very rapid responses to stuff the the kind of yeah. you know sort of the, the, the well, I, I I am told, and I'm not. The thing is, I'm not sure. My scholar, well, actually, the scholars. This this is interesting. The scholars who were upset with me, back in 2016, over things were, they claimed that they were, doing digital humanities. That was a phrase that they were using, and digital humanities could be a lot of things. It could be the reason that I am able to show you so many slides or images from oh like this manuscript i'm showing you now which is one of the single most famous medieval manuscripts there is partly because everybody keeps using it to show chivalry <laughs> um it's a a, a so-called manasa codex which is um after the Manasseh family who were apparently merchants i had to look this up right now because i associate it with this is the most famous collection of love songs the minnesinger the, um of of the german tradition and um, it was made in the early 14th century. It's apparently, you know, text from the 12th, 13th, 14th centuries. And it's, ex- you know, exquisitely illustrated with these little, por- you know, author portraits and scenes and such of love, right? Courtly love. And here, you know, the, the the image on screen now, it looks quite sweet. He's sitting on, he's sitting down on the ground and she's leaning over him and they've got their cheeks together. And and he's holding a falcon who he's got, you know, with the the little, um, Training lure that they use to to keep the falcon happy and and content. Right, this is, these are lovely little pictures.
1: Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the sort of digital humanities I thought included being able to show you all these manuscripts and you know get say yes, you can go online and page through you know the full text and things like that. But apparently, no. The digital humanities of the group that was mad at me for talking about chivalry was tweeting. <laughs> so we've got the birds here right now if i'm i i have you know i was gonna say the falcons going mad the falcon imagery (laughs) of the trained bird right which i'll I'll riff off of a a little bit more in a second and the the sort of squawking that we have out there and and twitter was the main one at this point right this was 2016 Mm -hmm. it was you know twitter and facebook was Facebook was still a place where you could actually get some banter and, and conversation going before it was completely squelched um, after 2020. Um, and, you know, we weren't on Telegram. I would tell, I I think Telegram already existed, but I didn't know about it. And Gab was kind of just getting started. How old is Gab now? And yet you know, Twitter was it, right? So we have here this, this, you know, courtly, imaginary of the way men and women should behave together and you know the Mm -hmm. sexiness of their banter and interaction and then people being mad at me on twitter and calling me really disgusting names
1: so love makes them enraged (laughs) which is very interesting well (laughs) there's that yes Mm. um so uh, there's all right there's a few things to i I, i've got to ask you and also say so Mm. uh so you're you're referencing a very uh european depiction of romantic love this courtly love the chivalrous love they're unhappy with this even though it's rooted in the um the christian tradition which is not necessarily european i mean (laughs) the it comes from the middle east it's not you know i i find that really interesting that
0: Well, the, so I the hadn't... Love, I, the
1: love poetry of the scriptures is not European.
0: Okay, that that they didn't even... We didn't even get there that far, of course. Yes, no. I mean, I had been, you know, by this time, this was 2016, I was in the middle of finishing Mary and the Art of Prayer. And so I've been thinking about the imagery of wisdom and Ecclesiasticus a lot, obviously. And I've been thinking about the mm-hmm. the way in which God and Mary relate. Um, we're gonna have to go backwards through my slides rather than forwards <laughs> as I plan, because you're you're already going to our conclusion, which is where does all this come from? I, I'm time I'm time you're traveling, time again. traveling through our slides. Go, have to, gotta to, 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 to get them get them there. Maybe we go the other direction. I don't know. But but I'd also written my my first book on um, the Song of Songs imagery, and thought about the way in which that. The you know commentaries on that poem, the Song of Solomon, are used to talk about Mary's relationship with Christ, Mary's relationship with God, um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, they, I w- I was saying white just because it was you know I'm thinking of the European tradition. I was thinking about this mm-hmm. this love poetry, but you're absolutely right that the and I said this in my in in Mary's Yard of Prayer too, and I got some flack for that as well. This tradition of love poetry and you know, describing the beauty of the lady and, you know, all of her physical attributes and so forth. It's in the Song of Songs. And if the European Christians from the 12th century are talking about, you know, the love of the the bride and the bridegroom in those terms, yeah, they're probably, they're reading the Song of Songs. It's, 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 mm-hmm. so it's in fact the scriptural language. And there's a whole, you know, sub-industry in the the uh, literature scholarship trying to say this, the this tradition of, poetry comes you know from the aquitaine right it's it's from southern france oh well if it's an aquitaine it's clearly actually muslim because the aquitaine is of course close to the pyrenees which over the pyrenees you've got the the um moorish influence from spain and oh well therefore it's you know it's not even european which would create a kind of problem if they're making they're they're feeling mad at me for you know praising chivalry but because they didn't they didn't say you're praising it wrongly because you said it was european they said your praise is wrong to praise the europeans for chivalry because basically all those knights were raping women constantly didn't you read your, didn't you read the stories and i'm like okay we are talking about here on the one hand an ideal of behavior which whether or not people are living up to it mm. versus mm. your ability to critique people who are not living according to that ideal by invoking the ideal in the first place right saying I say women men should not rape women. You say men raped women all the time, therefore you're racist. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and I'm saying they, they they you know, there's a conversation in the tradition that says they really shouldn't do that. Well, they did it. I'm like, okay, look. <laughs> there's there's a difference between saying that people should behave in a particular way, say online, and saying people aren't behaving well. And now you just called me all the names you possibly could think of up to racist and white supremacist and fascist and, you know, trash my career because I said that we should live according to these ideals. Mm. This wasn't supposed to be about me. I just was setting it up. No, no, no. My, it, hurts, it, it hurts. like
1: my mind hurts. I'm trying to like, I'm spinning the plate in my head and trying to find some uh, landing point where I can find... The logical rationality in the well, <laughs> Okay, like a, so I can't are... I can't find anything to stop the plate from spinning. It just seems like you said the wrong word, which was white. You said that big scary uh word and and you didn't attach the um politically correct adjectives to it. Which is to attribute all evil to the whites. Right. Exactly.
0: That that yeah. that my first move wasn't blaming white men for not living up to their own ideals. Wait. Right. No, I mean, <laughs> which was that the, I wasn't playing the game correctly. I mean, there, there yeah. is a, so we have now the next image from the Manasa Codex, they're playing chess. <laughs> um, that there's, what we're coming up against so, so much, right, is there, there is... There is some kind of game we're supposed to be playing. There's a social game that we're meant to be playing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and somehow, I mean, the more the more the more videos I watch about you know autistic traits, I'm like, oh god, I don't want to go there because unfortunately, all the uh, all the little videos about being autistic end with this plea of, but you should let more, you know, you should understand the autistic people and and include them in your in your community, and like nobody ever will, right? That's the <laughs> <laughs> the fundamental situation that we're in is some of us seem to be blunt about injustices that we see in one way and try to live i don't know it's like which game are we playing right and i think the the game playing is what is frustrating people they're not knowing what the rules are i mean we get you and i get this a lot in in our mm-hmm. telegram chats right well somebody will come in and make a make a a sort of blunt comment. And given the fact that now we have been on Telegram and you and I have both been running our own channels and chats for some years now, those channels and chats have their own sort of interior culture. And we Mm -hmm. kind of expect people to pay a little bit of attention to that interior culture before they start engaging. Whereas people just blunder in. It's like, yes. I was, you know, joking with you about, you know, you just barged into my, my saloon and started, you know, shooting. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so this is, this. It, it, go ahead. It, oh,
1: no, I, cause I want, I've been watching the twilight zone. So the one that, uh, the, the episode that, uh, i watched yesterday was uh ab- about the um the old west you mm. know um there's this drunk who's begging all of the other cowboys and the outlaws for alcohol anyway long story short uh he ends up retrieving his uh ballistics capabilities through some uh snake oil salesman who gives him a magic potion it's kind of topical um and then He's really sad because even though he's sobered up and uh, his proficiency has been restored, he said, uh, now everybody in the region is going to come and challenge me to duels because uh, this is what we do. Right, right, yeah, it's challenging <laughs> so to duels, you, right. Yeah, yeah. So you you, you see the, the scene where he's uh, clean-shaven and, and in the bar and then the, uh, a young... Um, Uh, a sharpshooter walks in and challenges him and he has to accept out of the kind of code of honor of the of the town um and uh they both end up shooting each other in the hand because they've both got the the snake oil from the same snake oil salesman it's really cleverly (laughs) done but that's exactly how it feels when you're in a chat room and someone barges in and they think they're going to uh disarm everybody or they're looking for the they're looking for the, the big gun so that they can prove that they're the next one. And it's, yeah, it, it really is. It's like
0: being in a saloon. <laughs> well, and so there is, there is this, uh, you know, I, I think in, have you all noticed how good her sound is now? We're back in Minecraft, right? We finally got Kilt back in the digital, the digital fully, right? She's been breaking up and, and drifting yeah. back off into that, 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 that real <laughs> life world that um you know that that was what i found out back in in 2016. i had broached rules i didn't even know existed in in certain Mm -hmm. ways right i i I mean i was playing with one rule breaking which was you know uh saying positive things about western civilization at all (laughs) which is what i thought i was doing Mm -hmm. right i was thought i was saying you know um here we are, there, 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 there's, there's good, you know, there's things to criticize about our culture, but there's also good things. And can we celebrate the good things, yeah. particularly those good things that are good for women in this chivalric European Christian culture, which were, you know, the, the, the specific, what I said, a chivalry saying that it is inappropriate for men to force themselves on women. And that we, you know, we have that clearly in the medieval I actually look at this. I've got some texts. <laughs> I might even have sources for this um that it, it it's not i mean it's, there's christian there's christian layers to it, but we we have things like um oh this that the kings were taking in the eleventh century, so like the the darkest of dark ages in the sense of um you know it's 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 there up there with the well pre crusades right but the the um vikings are are marauding everywhere the normans are about to invade england the the um early feudalism all you have are stories of you know one guy burning somebody else's castles down and there's a movement in this period called the peace the peace of god where the bishops are coming together and this is particularly in aquitaine particularly where they say the this chivalric tradition comes from at least in the poetry form of the troubadours and getting the kings to promise not to do all that right so um this is a peace oath proposed by bishop warren of beauvais to king robert the pious of france and robert apparently swears in 1023 i will not invade a church for any reason i will not assault an unarmed cleric or monk nor anyone walking with him who is not carrying a spear or shield nor will i seize their horse unless they are committing a crime unless it is in recompense for a crime for which they would not make amends 15 days after my warning. I will not seize villains of either sex or sergeants, or merchants, or their coins, or hold them for ransom, or ruin them with exactions on account of their lord's war, or whip them for their possessions. I will not burn or destroy houses unless I find an enemy horseman or thief within, and unless they are joined to a real castle. I will not attack merchants or pilgrims, or take their possessions unless they commit crimes. I will not kill the animals of villains except for my consumption or that of my men. It's like, I'm, I, I've, I, I can still do like warfare by, you know, like stealing all the property of the men in the land, but okay. But I won't do it unless I'm going to eat it. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is, look, Wild West, Never mind that. This is the 11th century, right? Back in Europe. I was perfectly well aware of this when I was saying chivalry is a good thing. It's like, yeah. How are you going to tame this? I will not assault mm. noble women in the absence of their husbands or those who travel with them, unless I should find them committing misdeeds against me. And the same holds for widows and nuns. You you are t- starting to see the kinds of problems that maybe even kings were being <laughs> held responsible mm-hmm. for. From the beginning of Lent until the end of Easter, I will not assault unarmed horsemen or take their possessions. And if a villain should do damage to another villain or horseman, the villains are unfree, right? So... Um, before I seize him, first, I will make complaints about him and way fifteen days for satisfaction before punishing him, but no more than the law allows and then along comes chivalry, right, and tries to say, there are limits, right you fine, you guys are knights, you've got your sword, you've got your horse, you've got power, like absolute raw yeah. physical power, you've got the authority of the law because of the ways in which these communities have been developing for the last several hundred years, the absence of the, the power of the empire. Right. And Mm. the Kings are, you know, obviously there's propaganda benefit in making these promises, but yeah, there's propaganda benefit in saying we will behave well. And what, what, in one of the posts, I did a whole series of posts when, The feminists came and said, "You don't know what you know. You're evil." And I said, "Well, look. Let's let's talk about what chivalry is." And I kind of went back in in time. This is all in the blog, all linked to the Three Cheers for White Men post, starting with what Tocqueville saw about Americans and how he said, um, you know, women. and, And this was not in the South. He's talking about like New England, that American women were, you know, able to walk around freely in the towns because if any man ever assaulted them, all the other men would come and, and get him, right? <laughs> which yeah. Which is basically, it's like, if you don't have, never, me too, right? If you don't have the men in your society standing up against those guys who are going to show up and try to rape women, you need guns for one, right? <laughs> or something else. Because without the, 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 the actual support of the men in the society, yeah, men rape. Mm. And and so I'm saying, look, that, that Tocqueville says that. And then I went back in time and went through, you know, I've got another text, The Lancelot of the Lake, where Lancelot's promising that the lady of the lake is teaching him how to be a good knight. She's saying, you know, you defend the weak and stuff. And then back through the 11th century, when this peace of God is, is being... Um, encouraged that's the same period when the vikings right and it's like what do everybody what does everybody love about the vikings oh yeah they just they just rampage through everything and murder and kill and it's great i want to be a viking in my my video game right wait my -hmm. next video game is my now we're in minecraft but we're on university of chicago campus where all of my battles have been playing out right (laughs) People, I mean, you make Netflix videos about how I don't know. I never watched it, but you know, it's like it, there's there's a whole cottage industry of making you know cool Viking stuff, and they're pagan, and the, you know they're rioting, murderous, mm. murderous thugs, or are are celebrated mm-hmm. as such. And here, the Christians are promising not to steal stuff from their peasants.
1: It's funny that there's well. so you got into trouble for attributing chivalry to white men but then your colleagues or anyone who's kind of studying European history doesn't realize that the white Scandinavian Vikings were not chivalrous you know it wasn't until they became European (laughs) yeah yeah so do they want to return to barbarism Viking barbarism
0: No, I mean, the irony of it is they actually want this. I mean, and I'd say there's a flip side to this. So it's like, you know, if we have men who are so subservient to women, which we maybe will get to, that they don't even stand up for women when they're being assaulted, that we could say is bad, right? I don't know what my digital warrior enemies wanted, right? They knew they could... accuse me of not playing the game correctly for for mm. championing the the ideals. But they all be, I mean, it's like, as far as, I don't know how to bend my head around this because it's like to talk about, you know, like in Minecraft, right? Exactly what kind of reality is this that they're trying to imagine? Mm. Apparently, I mean, they think that they're championing women, right? We have the, the um, not nice names for characters like this. Only fans subscribers.
1: (laughs) I don't know. It's like, what
0: are exactly who is meant to be the good guy and the bad guy in this situation? When I'm saying it's good that Robert the Pious, you know, set the example to his men that he is not going to step outside his own laws in terms of seizing property from from his subjects. I'd say you know, contemporary uh, democratic leaders might want to listen. Mm -hmm. it seems like
1: it's upset them because it doesn't exist anymore
0: again I I really don't know because I don't know whether these women and then you know the sort of the blog played out there's a lot there's a lot you guys if you're new to if you're just watching the videos and you don't know the blog there's a lot of stuff on the blog there's so much backstory oh so much backstory um and they're they're, the whole medieval gate um Series of posts a lot of it was I mean, there's one that I call the female of the species because it had Three women who I saw talking about me on a face in Facebook talking about how ugly I am They could they couldn't look at me without thinking how ugly I am and they were they were actually commenting on a picture that I you know had my hair done nicely and even better than I could do it myself right for my author portrait for my book um mm-hmm. and and you know i can't see her she just looks snarky and i think maybe one of my friends have put it in a meme or something so there's there's all this again mm-hmm. there's all this online sort of i've seen well that's women that's with the the women's weapons uh, yes
1: moved into a digital format because that's what women do
0: well i women i went and talked the of, by yes one of those women i went and talked to in person at a conference after she gave a talk. And I said, thank you for your talk. I mean, it's, so this is, I'd say this is an interesting thing. I actually saw one of my colleagues on campus today who has, in the digital world, said I'm not worth talking to. When she saw me today, I smiled at her. I said, hi, she had a dog. I like dogs. I said, you know, who's this? She she pulled her scarf up over her face. We were inside. She pulled her scarf up over her face and refused to talk to me. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think my energy's a little low cuz that happened to me today. Yeah. Um, also there was a fire down the street and we're kind of freaked out because of one of our one of the high-rise apartment buildings caught fire right on in our neighborhood. And I just been talking to the 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 man in the copy room who made my copies for me and he'd, be show, he'd been showing me this house this these people's homes on fire. And then I mean for real, like in real life we were I, I'd seen the fire when I was out in the park earlier today and then I'm looking at it on camera. So talking about real digital, right. It's, that was the fire that mm. I just seen the smoke for. And then the, the colleague who, you know, and I say, you know, I'm perfectly happy to be friendly to her because we're colleagues and she can say something to me online in her own person and say, I, she's not going to talk to me. And interestingly, I don't know. I'm so autistic. I don't, I'm not going to hold that against her. I'll still talk to her, but she won't talk to me. So there's, there's, you know, this, this sort of the realm of, you know, we go into the, the darkness of the, the digital realm and say, okay, how did, how much does it translate over? How much of it is mm. its, its own space that, you know, what happens in Minecraft stays in Minecraft or uh, yeah, no, I just like that. This is, this is, I think, we were getting to the nub of what we wanted to to figure out.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, the...
1: Look at his nut of bowling. I kind of... How retarded. I mean, is she worried you're going to give her COVID? Like, you know, a lot of people are still covering their mouths because they're... Of... No, she had, she'd had
0: her scarf there... down when she was coming down the stairs. We were in the basement. Gotcha. Yeah, and she was coming down the stairs into the, where I was coming out of, and I was uh, I was a little upset because I'd just been you know looking at the the footage of the fire, and um, the 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 um, office worker who I was talking to is an older man, and he's been saying you know I used to you know know people in that building and stuff, and I'm just like this is really bad. Uh, so there's a you know there's a real fire where people's homes are truly being destroyed and, you know, people, the, mm. they, the, 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 the street was still blocked off by the end of the day, right? Coming home, you couldn't drive down that block. And, um, it, you know, that, that sort of real life feeling of what it's like being in our neighborhood versus the way in which we behave in this virtual world, whether we'll talk to each mm. other or know each other or say things about each other that we'd never say in person to each other.
1: Well, the, I mean, the, the internet is really strange like that. First, you don't have a body, which we've talked about a lot be- together. And uh, the ability to avoid having a, an identity on the internet, uh, it does very strange things to people. Um, you don't really have... A fixed personality on the internet that you would have in the physical world. Well, unless you're in the physical world without a fixed personality, <laughs> then you've got some problems going on. But uh Hmm it so there's a there's a few things. The space is um, immaterial people are using it for different reasons you know it's like it's like the context of uh, being in the library you've got library etiquette because everybody knows okay I'm in a library and when you're in libraries you have to be quiet because people are here what are they doing they're studying you know it's implied that people are trying to read quietly and therefore you don't go in and Start screaming. Digital spaces don't have the same fixed social rules because they don't have the same fixed purpose. It's not so overt, I don't think. Um, Everybody's using it for a different reason. And then the, um, the problem in terms of chivalrous conduct is that uh half the time you don't know if you're speaking to a male or a female. You know, there's there's been the joke on Telegram for a long time that there are no women on the internet. <laughs> right. Um and then of course, you know, I did my gender uh gender reversal for a very long time and pretty much pulled it off because you can do that. You're you're completely disembodied and you're you're able to uh disincarnate from your actual real person so um how you interact with people in that space it it's it's like it's uh i don't know it's kind of infinitely uh, you're infinitely renegotiating every single time you go online that's how it feels
0: yes well this is so I'd say we one of one of the realities is it feels like in in, in real life I mean and this is this is a problem just to give the example with my my colleague right she and I have been mm. in the department together as long as like we arrived the same year back in mm. 94 so we've actually known each other for almost 30 years which is why you know sort of like one why why, why was she startled <laughs> When I, you know, defended you know Christianity and 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 chivalry, and I mean this is and that you know the, the the thing that she wrote about me was when I was defending Milo. And that was you know that was a the, the Berkeley problem, right? He was he'd been going around in the real world, giving talks, which everybody felt was very dangerous, right? It's very threatening and dangerous mm-hmm. to have him not just online tweeting, which he'd been kicked off Twitter by that point, but out there in the world, and people felt you know, terrified of the possibility of someone showing up on their campus. Right. So there was this, mm. you know, we have the the digital campus here in our Minecraft world, but how dare you show up in real life with this this, you know, argument and things that I don't want to be feel comfortable about. But she'd known me for years, right? So the, the this this we'd and we you know, had differences and stuff like that. So it it was it wasn't like someone she didn't know. It was Suddenly, hmm. but then I turned into somebody she didn't know. So this this fluidity of identity, I think, I mean, there's a social problem when you suddenly do something that people aren't expecting and everybody freaks out, which is sort of the autism world f- recognition of, yeah, you know, you are not able to read the group as well as you should, and so you do things outside of what the group expects, and the group goes, wah, and you're like, what? I thought <laughs> I was doing what the group... Defined as the rules, right? And so mm. there's that, and then and then what you were just saying now, this this sense of you know you're being online and, and your identity is permanently unstable because you can, as your physical person, invest online with a variety of characters, right? You don't don't even have to be a you know you're not certainly in Telegram or Twitter tagged to any one person. You could have multiple accounts. You could have. Nice you know an avatar that has nothing to do with what you're like in real life and and people want that i mean this sort of castles you know sort of looking for medieval castles in minecraft and like you can find a lot of them it's like you want to go and be in this imaginary space which has a reality because people are interacting socially in it but that it divests you of well, I don't think you can be divested completely of responsibility for your previous actions, except for the fact that you can constantly reinvent yourself. You sort of show up again mm. under another character. Although, you know, as we all, we joke a lot in, in Telegram too, that you constantly re-reveal yourself. Everybody figures out who you are. <laughs> if you have a strong enough presence, yes. it's not, you can't, the people aren't in fact infinitely um, inventable in their person personae they, they tend to repeat mm. certain like you know writers right it's like you can identify writers by their verbal patterns apparently or the computer people like to try anyway
1: yeah people have a voice they have a particular kind of voice that comes out online eventually right. um no I, i'm just thinking in terms of like okay so we've got the rules the rules of social shame because you're talking about the group dynamics, A lot of autistic people, t- you know, they admit that they struggle to keep up with the group dynamics and the rules for the majority. And some just don't try <laughs> <laughs> because it's uh, those rules are investments for a particular outcome. And I think the particular kind of personality types that realize that they don't actually want the outcome, they won't make the same investments. For example, the, 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 the gentleman who did that video about autistics being innovators, not leaders.
0: Yes, I like that. It made, it, it, I've been there, recognized that situation, I guess, right? It's like yeah. saying something that yeah. the group won't go with. I, I I enjoyed that very much. I think he's he's Australian, isn't he? He, he sounded like yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, you, you suggest something, and the group won't go along with it, and then somebody else a little bit later suggests exactly the same thing, and then the group does. And he's like, you know, mm. have you had that experience? Oh yes. Um, and so there's something. that it's not just the. I think in terms of it's it's a good idea. Why won't we do it right? And. Mm-hmm he's pointing out that yes but there are other things the group is looking to including seeing what the leader is about to do and if the leader suggests it then they'll all go with it and it could be literally exactly the same thing but that is not the point (laughs) yes
1: uh well it's like uh when vox is talking about socio-sexual hierarchy and you know you've got your alphas and betas and deltas and gammas and sigmas okay so the sigma is like alpha only they don't want to lead there's a confusion with sigma you know people people on the internet are always calling themselves sigmas but uh i I find that really odd because it means that they actually care about
0: they want to be yeah they want to prove that they are actually something significant yeah so
1: (laughs) yeah whereas i think a true sigma wouldn't care (laughs) they just they'd be doing whatever they want to do anyway um um But it's a bit like this problem of having a particular personality type or a particular neurodivergence that means that you actually you see that out you see that the reward outcomes for that group behavior, then you don't necessarily want the reward. If the reward is something like getting a leadership position, and you're like, well, I don't want to lead this group because I don't want to lead the group. Uh, then you're not going to invest in the dynamics that are going to get you the outcome of leadership mm. you know you know does this makes sense
0: so i hadn't even answered that why would i want leadership i don't care yeah Q-E-D. like if someone, <laughs> right.
1: yeah yeah exactly it's like uh well it's like the you know the, it's like the conch problem uh it, you know that we've we've had this Long-running meme. Of the conch. Oh, um, yeah, we, we,
0: maybe we need to tell them a little bit about this because I'm not sure everyone knows our meme about the conch. But oh, the which conch is, is actually glued. very no, which is <laughs> is very topical to this is like the the behavior in the groups on in the digital space and the the this is this is therapy for me. Right? I, I didn't realize that that this is actually this this episode is therapy for Rachel. Um, why did they get so mad at me? I don't understand.
1: <laughs> Well, we've got, like, I- I'll link it to your images because it is very similar because, you know, you've talked about the, fal- the, the, the the idea of falconry and a, a lot, mm-hmm. right? So, like, linking it back to the image, you have this concept of people involved in training birds. And then, you know, we're talking about birds all the time on the internet as messengers, etc. The bird is the character. The bird is the formation of virtue. Um, you're, like... We're dealing with group dynamics that don't even have a set of behavioral rules that would allow them to function as disciplined as a a bird, you Mm. know? It's like there's there's absolutely no status quo whatsoever in the online space, and yet every single person is clambering to ascend a hierarchy that has no established ground rules for that hierarchy. So it all ends up looking like Lord of the Flies over and over and over (laughs) again. Which is why we have the conch uh, uh, meme, because um, you know, you and I were in chat room particular kind of chat room and uh, A very hierarchically very, a, lot of the a very hierarchically very sensitive
0: <laughs> chat room. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Those were good times. Um, Those were good times. The day we left and you went first. Yes. It was great. <laughs> I did. Because I because I just you know, I get, I, I get
1: really uh, amused when people think that my uh, aggression is real, <laughs> and instead of just uh, having what I call combative camaraderie, which is appropriate in the maritime environment, so I'm I'm having this kind of back and forth with people all the time. I I I'm trying to establish combative camaraderie with people. And then I stopped and looked around, looked around, right? Even to say that in a digital space is an odd thing to Mm. say, but you end up generating these interior castles of a place that isn't a place, you know? It's like the castles in the cloud. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm in this. I'm in this cloud castle of the internet looking around at everyone going, oh my God, they are actually serious. They want, this is, this is a jousting contest for the, uh, the merit of being, you know, the the winning knight in this particular uh, joust. Why? Well, like what's the, what are, what are we winning? Right. There's no, there's no fair maiden it just seems so ridiculous and so that's why I bailed because
0: <laughs> I thought I don't I, w- I wish I had a- the there was it was this lovely sort of moment where the, the the problem you recognize the problem was suddenly everybody wanted to have the conch to have the the right to 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 to, to speak and there and there was something like you said you're ty- this is typing this is I mean the, and the sort of the reality of the game world that translates into, now I'm showing the Mad King Ludwig's Neuschwanstein, right? so it's one of these, oh, yeah, these yeah, yeah. fairy tale <laughs> castles in Germany that, you know, the Minecraft castles are trying to be in Minecraft, but we've got real life versions yeah. of this fantasy world um, that... Yeah something like everybody wanted to be in charge and you just said, well, that's easy. Refuse the conch. And you left the chat just like that. Bango, right? This has been a chat that people yeah. had desperately wanted to belong to, right? Desperately wanted to be elevated into yeah. the, <laughs> that. It was this exclusive privileged gr- tiny group, possibly associated with one of my friends. And you just said, that's easy. I'll leave. And I, there, it was like, there was literally like, a breath when i went good idea and i left too and 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 i was just like that's it all we have to do is just leave yep
1: yep i think that so to like make this relevant to the greater internet problem the people that are but the people that are talking to you the people that are uh harassing you the people that have been slandering you you know um there's still there's a there's still
0: a bit of a hum after after yeah, after yeah. The, the yay posts back and you know I was doing some I think I shared some Big Bear posts of the sky clock and stuff those got retweeted somebody came into my Telegram looked at them took them off put them on Twitter and said oh look what she's doing now you know I, I'm still I'm I'm occasional. Entertainment value for that. <laughs> they tagged me on it. Some... That's how I knew, right? It's yeah. like they, oh, but look! I'm doing... gonna tell you. I'm gonna like... call you white. You know, a a a, 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 a an anti semite here and tag you on it, so you'll know I did that. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
1: Don't get me started on the anti-Semitism bullshit. Okay. Anyway, no, it, like we're,
0: we're always but um, the thing is, it's we're always skirting close to that because of Christianity, right? We're we're going to have to cope with that at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh no, I, no, I'm just laughing about it because I can't. Like when it comes to that topic, I mean, I can't win. I dip in and out of chats, <laughs> and sometimes I dip in, and everyone's saying, "Yeah, kilt is so kosher. Watch out for her." <laughs> <laughs> then I leave. Someone else is screaming at me posting about
0: yay ah! <laughs> okay so but why this is with all of this I'll is this madness so, right we've got the mad king's castle now i don't know why he was considered mad but this 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 well, madness of
1: yeah, it's the castle in the clouds And the we've got this we've got this like french revolution conditions around us I think, fa-
0: I, really I think it's i like don't i think it's fairy tale is. conditions right i think it's monsters oh i think it's because it's fantasy Right, I think it's uh, so much of this is fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally, I mean, we we kept thinking the I the only person, the only thing that I've seen get its head chopped off was a teddy bear in Seattle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was I was referring to all this, you know, the the, <laughs> the pandemic of whoredom
0: <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> no, maybe that the, too.
1: the sexual liberation uh, conditions of the French mm. Revolution, not <laughs> oh, <laughs> the beheading, but um. Uh yeah, so no, but this is this is Lord of the Flies behavior in this like sky castle, you know, the castles in the cloud, and then everyone clambering for the status and trying to establish a hierarchy in these like um ethereal uh castles of the internet. That feeling of thinking, oh, everyone wants to hold the conch, you know, everybody wants to be uh the chief right now and not realizing that they're the chief of the (laughs) ether and and not having this and not having this realization. And instead of saying this woman bothers me, huh? I'll go out and have a cup of tea and like talk to my in flesh people, you know, or I'll go and walk my dog. They pursue you as an object of, uh, uh, I don't know how, disturbance in in the, in this otherwise, like, uh, I think in their mind, uh, about to be established hierarchy that if they, if they can only remove the disturbances, everything will settle and we will have uh, a kind of peace in this ethereal realm that has no fixed, uh,
0: fixed rules. I th- okay, they so want to the stabilize is, I, I disagree uh, unstable I disagree place. with you that it has no fixed rules so, I mean they know they have in their heads their certain rules right And I'm not I'm not playing by them But but then, but then we're in this the I mean it's the problem the definition of civilization flat out right mm-hmm. How do you behave well in communities together What what to what degree do you include people, exclude people. I mean, we have we you and I have that problem in our own chats. It's like, you know, I I set yeah. up the Dragon Common room and I said, well, you know, I just <laughs> left the left the conch wielding somewhere else and, you know, okay, I'll do my own. And I did want to be able to say, look, there are rules. You come into my space and I I have a little set of rules that, you know, the first one being salute your opponent, right? So everybody comes, "Oh, it's a fancy doll. I'm going to come in and challenge you." And they, you know, I'll take my sword off the wall and you know, swing it at people. And I'm gonna be as rude as I poss- you know, I, I want to be. And I'm like, no, you didn't read the rules. The first rule is salute your opponent, because yes, this is a sol mm. and this is where you bout and this is where you have but there's already a rule. And you know, I think my my academic colleagues in their online world, they had gotten used to talking to each other and agreeing with each other and I, you know, I don't even, it's like I had a blog and at one point, the funniest thing that someone accused me of is you never came to the blogger meetups at the conferences. So how Mm. dare you have a blog? And I'm like, it's barely about medieval history. It was mainly about fencing at that point. Why would I be coming (laughs) to your conferences about academic blogging when what I was actually blogging was about was losing in my tournaments, right? So Mm. it's, it's like we have, I don't know, we have now we have the very most famous picture of chivalry, which is Edmund Lighton's accolade. If you've ever seen it, it's Edmund Lighton's accolade where the woman is 19 or I don't think she's 19. I think she's, you know, dubbing him with praise or something. Um, that I do think people think their rules, but either this, is, this is where I'm not sure where we're going. either like as, as far as you and I are concerned in the telegram world, The guys who are used to playing in minecraft and bantering or insulting people or being you know as as you know edgy as they think they are they think we're out of place right we don't belong in their world right what are we doing in telegram if we can't take the heat right kind of thing Mm -hmm. and we're saying well but i set this channel up as mine so this is my little space you can go play somewhere else but in this one there's rules
1: It's like a thousand duchies. Isn't it? <laughs> it's so medieval.
0: <laughs> it really is. It's exactly what I was describing when I'm reading Robert, you know, Robert the Pious's promise. Right? It's like early feudalism, where you have gazillion yep. little castles. Every castle has its own set of you know retainers and and women that live there and and the knights. I mean, you feel like if you want chivalry and the knights, you also have this like chaos of local politics oh actually that doesn't sound so bad in in other ways right
1: Mm -hmm. well in the in the in the e-duchies
0: e-duchies we got it now in the (laughs) e-duchies
1: yeah yeah (laughs) some are more chivalrous than others the e-duchies are very odd uh, I'm I'm thinking of the, you know, you've got the the big tech social media spaces, which are enforcing particular a particular culture, which isn't organic in a lot of cases. Uh, culty, in most of them, you know, it's uh, the 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 general culture in those spaces is pretty much uh liberal you know uh the 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 way that people are interacting with each other, with each other most of them are liberals um Wait, so we need to
0: we i've now i've changed i've changed, to, I've changed to a I'll victorian take. couple now define it okay. right it's like what's what what's liberal look like rather than the label there is they do have in their own minds very strict rules of behavior obviously yes
1: yeah oh i would no i would just i would define liberalism as a a, a trust the science with post-christian morality tacked onto the end of it so this this idea that we're angry at colonialism we're angry at people for colonizing other people why because it was wrong (laughs) why was it wrong (laughs) because it's wrong to invade other people's territories and kill and pillage and rape okay but who says that which kind of people said that that was wrong the vikings it wasn't, no wait <laughs> it wasn't the, it, well it wasn't the, Mexica, it oh, was the Inca yeah. or the aztecs or the mesopotamians or you know so we, we go like which people said it was wrong to do that kind of thing and then everyone gets very uncomfortable uh but you know it that that kind of liberal worldview where you're you're imposing post-christian uh moralism on everybody uh and not admitting where you're actually trying to draw your morals from and they're so clinical it's it's rigid
0: well i think so i was listening to paul joseph watson do an interview with someone i don't remember who he's talking to but they're talking about the problem of immigration in england right now
1: oh okay yeah
0: and I I've watched Paul for a long time now. I you know it's like I do I respect him and I like him but he kind of missed the point in <laughs> this little episode where okay. he and his old the older man who he's interviewing with are complaining about how they've lost the England that they knew. And the older man is mm. I don't know maybe my age I'm not sure and he's saying, you know, "We used to play out in the, the, the he was complaining about like we're going to lose the farmland, we're going to lose the countryside." And I'm I'm right now teaching this course on medieval England and I'm like Okay, since 1066, we agree. Yes, you haven't been actually actively invaded by anybody, but kind of the definition of the Anglo Saxons was a we don't know where they, we don't know anything about their back history because they invade and take over from the Britons who are unsuccessfully. Where did I go with King Arthur? Do I have King Arthur? No, I won't go there. Um, well, I'll just go to the the invading the invading hordes of of fashionables um, that the. We don't know very much about the Anglo-Saxons because they, in fact, invade. King Arthur's stories seem to be the British trying to hold them back. It doesn't work. Mm. Um, then for the next several hundred years, every three generations or so, the Danes show up. Under King Alfred, the Danes get settled in East Anglia, in the eastern part of the island. So they settle there. Lots of place names with Viking-ish labels like B, by right? So the Vikings settle... The Danes settle there. They settle down long enough for the next wave of Danes to show <laughs> who start demanding tribute from Ethelred, right? He pays them off a lot. Canute takes charge. He's king for a little bit. Oh, yes, and then the and then the Normans show up and kill off all the Anglo-Saxon nobility. There aren't any left, right? Mm. If you're imagining your Englishness as being you know what what we were as a people, you haven't been ruled by English since ten sixty six those Normans killed off most of your your um, previous leaders, right? In the period, that, again, the peace of God that I was just describing—they're trying to settle down with all this migration movement stuff, and mm-hmm. all of the peoples keep getting replaced, sacked, pillaged. I'm sorry, guys, homesteading—if the the whole you know central government breaks down, people are going to be raiding through your chicken coops and stealing your chickens. So, mount up, patriots! <laughs> because this no it's like this is we 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 too often feel like the past is is bereft of the frontier problems that guess what we spend the rest of our time celebrating as part of our heroic stories king arthur you know defending himself against the marauding outlaws i I've, i've lost my thread here there's another thread that i was also trying to get to
1: Oh, the waves of invasion of the British Isles. So Danish and Normans
0: replacing the Anglo-Saxons. Oh, right. The other side of it. So guess what the English did when they go to, I don't know, India. Famous story. I forget who the guy does it right. And the the Indians are piously, the Indian women are piously jumping on the funeral pyres with their husbands.
1: Oh, Sati. Yes.
0: And, and the, the, colonel or captain or whatever there says, oh, you know, great. You do your custom. Then we'll do our custom and we'll hang you for killing women. Chivalry, rah, rah. Well, okay. So the, yeah. the problem is in the, in, 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 in Paul's video, he's also talking about how it used to be when you went on holiday and you visited someplace else, like, you know, Portugal or Japan, you can't go to Japan, right? But Portugal, it was a different culture. It was great seeing different cultures. I'm like, you literally are the ones that made sure that there weren't any others yeah yeah <laughs> so you you earlier you're asking it's like who made it that we you know don't invade other people and replace their cultures
1: well the, this is this is my I'm this kind of my like exactly I,
0: I, it's it's like it's gregory the great with his advice to meletus about the shrine it's literally nobody right it's like invaders come in and they wipe out the pre- previous culture Mm. and the british were doing that when they were establishing themselves in india they were doing that we've talked about this for australia right the united yes. states is founded by people who as vox has mentioned kind of wiped out the local culture
1: yeah yeah it's just very strange though that like you know i've i've had this problem with people talking about colonialism because they'll condemn it but they I know why they're condemning it and it's just because they can't admit that they're just angry about the english because yes. they never talk they they never talk about any other country and colonialism whenever anyone says colonialism it's just implied that it's the white colonialism and that obviously means british which obviously means english right. but they're they're never that specific it annoys me because it's lazy so I'm not playing by the rules of the game obviously because the chessboard says it's white and black. It doesn't work like that. It never did. So that annoys me. The other thing that annoys me is when nationalists are boasting that they're proud of colonial history. <laughs> like <laughs> you guys are so stupid. Like <laughs> in order to colonize, you have to break your nation. It's just it's crazy how people don't understand the dynamics between uh uh you know uh, having an indigenous population versus an imperial population it's like they're not the same thing so yeah I I start ranting about that but um, uh, it's interesting that people don't want to have that conversation here like it's okay it's topical it's Australia day today today is the day where the whole country has a giant argument (laughs) Uh, and I'll connect this I will connect this to chivalry actually Uh, very good but Today is the day when the entire continent of Australia has a giant tantrum about two different things, which is really the only the one thing, but no one has been able to verbalise it yet, and that's that today today we're celebrating uh, the creation of Australia on on a date when the the English had arrived and you know s- set up their colony. It wasn't actually the day that we federated as a country, so uh anti-colonial liberals are saying oh we've got to change the date we can't celebrate it on the 26th of january reactionaries who are right wing have this really odd kind of um attempt to be apologetic and say oh no we have to keep this date so it's like christmas you know Mm -hmm. we're arguing over the dates Mm -hmm. all the time but the the strange thing about it is that nobody actually understands the colonialism that happened here in the first place and nobody understands the um what was actually imported here you know what was established here what was imported here and arguing over this still being native territory or not like you know the whole it's it, the argument that they're all actually trying to have is that we don't have a mythology to keep this place cohesive. Right. And I think, um, so that's,
0: I it's like the, the mythology that we're looking for in manners is this behavioral mythology, which it Chivalry, obviously yes, is yes. a mythology. It's, this is, here's your ideal. Here's your, the way a woman should behave. Here's the way a man should behave. And these things help us have a, have a functioning society. And, and we've, we've broken that down. Um, But also it's when you were talking about the liberal imagery of, you know, the way we should behave and I'm saying the irony of it is it's the imperial ideology, right? And this is, this is obviously Mm -hmm. what everybody's been arguing. It's like, you know, the, the liberal ideology is the imperial ideology. We come in and tell you don't have that culture. And in yes. other in other video, Paul was talking about you know how the Japanese are still Japanese because they kept everybody out, and it's like, yeah, and that is the problem that people are worrying about with the empire. To what degree should the empire, the British Empire, have brought its laws and customs, you know, out? It, so the irony, you know, in this medieval England class that I'm doing, which is again some of the videos that I've done on unauthorized are are from that mm. that teaching. Um, that the English come out of a similar sort of chaos of themselves, right? They were conquered multiple times. And Mm -hmm. almost as soon as they, you know, discover their own identity as English, they're conquered again. And not having any luck. No wonder (laughs) Tolkien was so, you know, it's like, I just like, where do I live? It's like, it's, it's somewhere in Tolkien's imagination where we can have a story world where it's um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Tolkien actually imagined that people were, like, innocent in any way. I mean, the elves are obviously not innocent. The Silmarillion is nothing but the fall of the elves. Mm-hmm. And, um, the you know, the Lord of the Rings is about how basically everyone, including Denethor and Boromir, and <laughs> is seduced by the desire to be part of this power, right? So we're back yes. where we usually are with the, the imperial media power, which is, again, I guess, topical to our problem of how do we behave in this digital frontier because we are trying to create some kind of working culture in the digital mm. context. And you were, you were starting to think about um, the different platforms and the way they have different subcultures. Cause there's not just one internet, obviously there's, there's these multiple subcultures yeah, yeah, yeah. of different social media platforms, different kinds of interactions people have
1: well australia is kind of like the internet in that way that's why you know i had to mention the date because everyone uh everyone's arguing about it even though they won't leave <laughs> <laughs> you know everybody who argues everyone about this say, to be- okay are you native no goodbye and then oh <gasps> let's just scandalized, you know it's like no stop arguing over it then um uh but uh, yeah, establishing est- est- establishing the um, est- establishing the status quo and establishing the acceptable culture for an entire continent is a bit like trying to establish an acceptable culture for the entire internet. Yes, isn't it? Yes. So then we've got like this odd tribalism and all of these different tribes that are running around and having tribal warfare in the digital space, and then something like the establishment of a nation on the internet is possibly the next phase (laughs) we might i
0: i i'm I'm being attended to in meat space what's up yes we're online we're like um so yeah we're we're, we're trying we're... to figure it so we're tr- we're trying to figure out like where can we have a castle now i'm showing the holland castle in prussia right? <laughs> where can what kind of and and i think i like how this is building it's like we've got all these little castles in the minecraft yeah internet, all the duchies all the du- the e-duchies, e-duchies and we're trying to figure out what their relationships are going to be I mean, I'm perfectly happy in in my Telegram chat saying, this is mine, you go somewhere else. You wanna have that conversation, that's fine with me. I don't need, my territory though, is this little channel that I made and this little conversation that I'm having. It's like, in my head, it's like classrooms, which is I Mm -hmm. think also the way I behave in the campus world, right? There's the Minecraft campus and there's the, it's like, I have my classroom. I attract students, they take my class. I do what I want in my class, which is, you know, within the realm of the culture of education and, and, Mm -hmm. and academia, you do what you want in your class and we may disagree. And that's part of what we're supposed to be doing in the, in the, in the whole thing, but that there is, uh, and this is why I was so bewildered when to a certain extent, these colleagues who were doing this digital thing and they said they wanted to be the digital humanities and I'm doing my little blog on fencing and they got mad at me and I'm like, what? i had my little castle over here i built my little space i was talking about this and i didn't show up in yours calling you names (laughs) well
1: it's it's a it's an odd thing um because you're in you're in academia so the academics operating on the internet do things as academics it
0: seems Sort of. They're trying to figure out the rules of what counts for them counts for them as academics, and and also, I mean, our multiple personalities, right? I had to back yes. back in the in the original Milo moment, I, there were people anxious because my homepage, which is my homepage, which I write and I maintain, but it's hosted on a university space because they let us have these personal pages that were hosted. It's called my personal website, but it's on the university server. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I said I needed to be somehow my academic self and my public self. And those somehow needed to be, you know, articulated. This was also people upset with me because I had my blog and I'd listed it on my homepage. And I'm like, well, okay. So you want me to play, you know, play these different roles in this, but I'm still me Right. And with the idea of academic freedom being, I can say what I like as an individual and you understand that. And I'm not saying this in my capacity as dean of anything or, you know, like talking about not wanting to be a leader, right? It's like, I don't want to have an administrative position. Don't want to be leading in this. You know, I recognize that I'm not good at that. I'm good at this other thing, which is, I hope, innovating creatively with different sorts of activities.
1: Yeah, so now we've got the clash of art and uh, hierarchy.
0: Yes. Which links to the chivalry issue. Now we have a feast. I'm showing a feast. Here we are. There's a minstrel playing for the feast. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Christian minstrel. See. Christian minstrelsy Christian um, minstrelsy I wanted so Chris Hawk was here he says evening ma'ams when Chris was helping me try to figure out how we could where we would put mosaic arc in unauthorized and I was trying to put it in logos we ended up calling it logos in history right um for the channel because i was going to proliferate channels i was going to take over all of unauthorized and have multiple little <laughs> multiple e duchies in my tolkien world and my e- and and i i wanted to describe it i'm I, I christian minstrelsy i thought it was great because we just gotten it from joyce well apparently <laughs> <laughs> Mistral C has other tones right and i'm like oh goodness i'm gonna i'm gonna end up there again right here i am chivalry mm-hmm. i thought that was a good thing don't you know what they did with that in the south and i'm like oh dear <laughs> i talked to talk well, to so- razor fist about lincoln
1: <laughs> that was a good video yeah, that was a very good one. um but no but here's a here all right here's a perfect example of how north americans are unconsciously being imperialistic with this uh woke stuff because For me to use the word minstrel, I don't even, that doesn't even come that if I had a list of 30 things that were going to pop up into my mind, if someone said minstrelsy, that would not even be in top (laughs) 15. And yet, if I step into your country then I would say that word and it would create some kind of furor the same way you know it's it's this nervousness about saying the wrong word because of why because it's got connotations here right what I find is uh on the internet it's very north american in the sense that that culture is being pushed out on to all of the other e-duchies that have absolutely nothing to do with that particular history or uh you know our our language hasn't been infused with that same mythology, but you guys are exporting it to the rest of the world. It gets pumped
0: out. Right. But the thing is the e duchies overlap in, in these ways. In, yes. in which.
1: But it's very strange because we don't have the physical experience of that mythology. We've only mm. got exposure to it through this strange, the- you know, through the ether world. Right. So this is a kind of crisis because... People are developing a mythology that they've never experienced in the flesh. They've only experienced it in digital format through this
0: exposure. So we we develop. I mean, this is so in the media context. the the e The e world is different because of the time the time frame, the electrical and things like that. But. Having yes. imaginary worlds that we're inhabiting that get traveled, or I mean, that's printing, or or manuscript. That's all, or storytelling. Right? It's already there's that minstrel yes. playing a song about. I mean, in the old English context, you have the the bards or soaps telling stories about Beowulf, who's a geat who helped the Danes. in the context in which danes are invading england (laughs) so it's it's not that it's it's not that we've never had these problems of having imported stories that that's kind of also no it's just happening it's happening at such a
1: rapid rate now it's like the speed of downloading foreign stories is so fast The, the physical culture can't keep up with the rate of digital
0: download I'm resisting. It's like, yes, I get that. But I'm, I'm was like, is it, is it, what is it that people can't keep up with? Um, and, and some of it is, I'm thinking back to the, the guy with the autism innovator versus leadership question. Cause he, he had a little map or a little chart that he did. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, here you are, here we are, whichever, you know, out suggesting something before anybody else can pick up, pick up on it and, and, and feel like comfortable with it and then and the example he gave was a woman who published something and he thought 1990 cuz he thought it was 30 years ago and then he looked it up again and put it in his notes no it was 1998 so 20 years ago ish um that there's a time lag in terms of what people can then adapt to or adjust to as appropriate but yes. i was just thinking of the word appropriate what makes the lag right why is it taken why can't my colleague who saw me today after literally six years I mean that the stuff that I'm describing she disagreed with me on was six years ago we had three years of only being on the internet and I've only actually seen her mainly in zoom meetings since then you know since she can't readjust to having to see me and she has a new dog and I'm like oh you know dog people we were you know we've she always brings Uh her dog to campus I used to bring mine my older one um that in our physical encounters that was normal to me, and I mean, I think we we're in time lags a lot with with other things. But there's this behavioral training lag that is also what we're experiencing in the in the internet context.
1: Mm. Well, in terms of what's appropriate or what's inappropriate, that's really a decision of hi- the social hierarchy. The hierarchs decide the appropriateness for the majority.
0: How do we, well, let's see, blow your nose. <laughs> we have the booger troll now. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. So there is, <laughs> in fact, um, what we're, what we're musing around is in fact the origins of civilization. And um, I'll show the book. Um, there's a famous book from the, it's the 30s, 40s. Norbert Elias the civilizing process where he's talking about how in the development of etiquette manners, behavior, behavior over the course of from the high Middle Ages, like the chivalry moment into like the modern states, the people, the aristocracy particularly train themselves to behave so that they can be taken over by the state effectively. Right. The, the state. And, and mm-hmm. this obviously is Internet relative. Right. Because the this we've been watching Facebook trying to police us all into being able to say something about you know stuff right that will get our um, accounts obliterated or silenced if we talk about X and and so there's we're going through what Elias is describing now in the internet world but he's describing how it happened in the in the actual historical time frame and one of the cool things about the book is he he did a lot of study of etiquette manuals from the period. The saga mm-hmm. of how the Europeans learned to blow their nose is quite fun. Shall I shall I relate it? <laughs> no. yes. yes, please do, Professor. Okay. So on blowing one's nose, and this was this I used to use this as a handout in my Eurosiv class at the introduction of part two, saying, how did people become civilized? How how do we even consider what counts as as proper behavior by the time John Stuart Mill is writing on you know on liberty and how social experiments are good. It took a long time for them to learn how to blow their nose, right? Go back to here. Here you are at the um fancy um 13th century banquet. Okay. When you blow, when you, bl- I'll just, I, I primed her a little bit, guys. So she, she should know the answer if she remembers. How would you in this banquet in the 13th century blow your nose? Ding ding, ding 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 ding. How would I? How would or they, how would they? How would they? What it, it recommends? Bon bon Vincent de la riva in his. Oh, this. De la oh, Cinquanta yeah, yeah, yeah. Cortes, I don't know how to pronounce this because language I don't know. Some kind of weird romancey language. It's like, uh, you know, courtesy of the table from the 13th century. Didn't
1: they just put the finger on one nostril and turn and give it a hard blow that's it right when you blow your nose
0: or cough turn round so that nothing falls on the table That i mean this is i love this because it's like how you know if you did that right now in 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 a dinner party it's like how would you be polite at you know king arthur's table it's like you go like that blow your nose over your shoulder (laughs) so it falls on the rushes and the dogs get in it and stuff okay okay so by 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 the 15th century some year 100 year 200 years later and and you could tell from these these etiquette manuals what you know people were actually doing so you have to tell them not to do it um uh this is Ein der T- der, der Kert, so german it is unseemly to blow your nose into the tablecloth <laughs> so, <laughs> you're not so by now we know they have tablecloths but don't just grab it and blow your nose okay so by the 15th century you know not to do that uh, this is in in the chivalric moment, right? It's like, you'd better, never mind the the turkey legs that King Henry VIII could not have had, but the, the table manners. You you wouldn't be able to do this in a movie, right? Because nobody would believe that this is, like if you be rough and rough, you know, blow your nose. Okay, so uh, there's a French one that says, do not blow your nose with the same hand that you used to hold the meat. Switch hands. <laughs> Blowing your nose. All right. By the 16th century, uh, this is uh, the the it's in Latin to blow your nose on your hat or clothing is rustic. And to do so with the arm or elbow, if it's a tradesman. Right. So so there I mean, it's like the social the social status of how you behave is clear. Mm-hmm. Right. Nor is it much more polite to use the hand if you immediately smear the snot on your garment. It is proper to wipe the nostrils with a handkerchief. We now have handkerchiefs this is the 16th Mm -hmm. century and to do this while turning away if more honorable people are present i mean it's it's so one it's it's fascinating we have books that say this so there's someone writing Mm -hmm. this out to to say this is the behavior that we should have if anything falls to the ground when blowing the nose with two fingers it should be immediately trodden away (laughs) so you're you're blowing your nose on the floor but it's (laughs) okay uh 1558, Della De Casa Galateo. You should not offer your handkerchief to anyone unless it has been freshly washed. I, it, so, uh, w- I can't get on with that one. <laughs> Nor is it okay. seemly, this, uh, after wiping your nose, to spread out your handkerchief and peer into it as if pearls and rubies might have fallen out of your head. Don't look at it. <laughs> It gets better. Uh, nouveau traite de civilité, I don't know how to say it, 1672. At table, to blow your nose openly into your handkerchief without concealing yourself with your serviette and to wipe away your sweat with it are filthy habits to make everyone's gorge rise. You should avoid yawning, blowing your nose, and spitting. If you are obliged to do so in places that are kept clean, do it in your handkerchief while turning your face away and shielding yourself. So now, not just the handkerchief. Now it's not even polite anymore just to use the handkerchief. You have to turn away. Um, and shield yourself with your left hand and do not look into your handkerchief afterwards. Uh, uh, etymological dictionary of French, 1694, handkerchief for blowing the nose as the expression blowing the nose gives a very disagreeable impression Ladies ought to call this a pocket handkerchief. You thought word policing was new, right? We're not, we can't, you can't, you can't say this is, you can't use that word because that might be a pocket handkerchief because otherwise people think about blowing your nose. As the one says, neckerchief rather than a handkerchief for blowing the nose. Okay. Um, By uh, 1714 in Liège, take good care not to blow your nose with your fingers or on your sleeve like children. Use your handkerchief and do not look into it afterwards. No, looking. No, looking. Okay. Now, by This is this is very interesting. By 1729, Lasalle um publishes this Rules of Christian Civility. Civilité mm-hmm. chrétienne. 1729. This is a little longer one, but we need this, right? We need to know how to behave like Christians in the 18th early 18th century. It is very impolite to keep poking your finger into your nostrils. <laughs> And still more insupportable to put what you pulled from your nose into your mouth don't eat your boogers here we'll go back to the troll don't be him um, <laughs> it is vile to wipe your nose with your bare hand or to blow it on your sleeve or your clothes it is very contrary to decency to blow your nose with two fingers and then to throw the filth onto the ground and wipe your fingers with your clothes it is well known how improper it is to see. we can see this like you're gonna get handbooks on how to behave on the internet right that are like, mm-hmm. you, it's unseemly to this. We're going to like Karen level description of how you should behave. I'm I'm carrying on. It is well known. i carrying on. It is well known how improper it is to see such uncleanliness on clothes, which should always be very clean, no matter how poor they may be. Ooh. Now the poor, before, remember before it's tradesmen could blow into there, but now even the poor, yeah. okay. There are some who put a, fi- one finger, a finger on one nostril and by blowing through their nose, cast onto the ground the filth inside. Remember, that was what was polite in the 13th century. Those who yeah. act thus are people who do not know what decency is. You should always use your handkerchief to blow your nose and never anything else, and doing so usually hide your face with your hat. <laughs> so now it's not, it's not enough to use handkerchief. You have to do it with behind your hat. You should avoid making a noise when blowing your nose. No honking. Before blowing it, it is impolite to spend a long time taking out your handkerchief, too, very delicately, right? Um, it shows a lack of respect toward the people you are with to unfold it in different places to see where it's it. Okay, you all know how to do this, right? You all know how to blow your nose. You should, take, you should take your handkerchief from your pocket and use it quickly in such a way that you are scarcely noticed by others. After blowing your nose, you should take care not to look into your handkerchief. It is correct to fold it immediately and replace it in your pocket. Mel, my boys have no etiquette. Very feral. Well, (laughs) Mel, that's your fault. Because according to the 1774 edition of the same book, Every voluntary movement of the nose, whether caused by the hand or otherwise, is impolite and puerile, right? To put your fingers into your nose is a revolting impropriety and from touching it too often discomforts may arise, which are felt for a long time. Children are sufficiently in the habit of committing this lapse. Parents should correct them carefully. Mel, you should should observe in blowing your nose all the rules of propriety and cleanliness, which we no longer list. Hmm. Right. So, th- I mean, this is, it- it's fascinating how over my nose is so <laughs> itchy since you've been reading this. i not touch. Like, I want to itch my nose. Touch your I can't do it. Don't touch your nose. I had another sheet. No, I'm going to do it. Look, I'll, you're, you're, I'll hide behind you're, the wall. You're touching bottle. your nose, aren't you? And you're going to hide. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I'm 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 inventing a new etiquette. See so the new internet <laughs> etiquette. You've got
0: to grab a water bottle. I hide, hide behind the water bottle while you rub your nose, right? Yeah. So I sent you something. I realized I didn't print it out, so I hope you, you we can have it on the phone somewhere. There was a list that came across my transom today. My it's like all the behaviors that are horribly rude, right? Let me mm-hmm. see if I can look it up. Um. All right, I got the I got the phone oh right well it's okay so this one is what screams I am low-class this was in Quora here are 12 rude behaviors that scream I'm low-class see if there are points that annoy you using speakerphone no one needs or wants to hear your private conversations. blocking the aisles in Walmart and grocery stores (laughs) not returning the shopping cart screams you're low-class if you don't return the shopping cart this should be a simple thing to do, but parking lots are full of unreturned shopping cards. <laughs> You're just describing Australia. Bad table manners. Slurping, <laughs> smacking, and chewing with one's mouth open is offensive and just plain gross. etc. cetera. It carries... <laughs> Leaving messes in public bathrooms. You should flush your toilet. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> there's a lesson in this, kids. Um, it's... <laughs> What I find interesting about the 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 the, uh, the etiquette books is it ends up with saying, "Your mother should have taught you." right All of yeah. these things, so it's like we've had these handbooks. The only reason we have I can go through that is somebody wrote it down and thought this was like and it, remember it started with these are etiquettes for this the the chivalry. Right, the, the 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 high courtesy, the the people in their yes. in their banquets and so forth, and we end up with and, and then we go through these that gets more and more elaborate. Don't use your you know hide behind your hat. Don't look at your handkerchief. That, that too, your mother should have told you. And this mm. this took like this this particular process goes over like five hundred years. No, I rather think it's going to be a little quicker in. Um, the internet world in the e duchies partly because it it went faster in the mild west in the american wild west
1: <laughs> mm.
0: you but you said you started with talking about watching twilight zone we watched deadwood recently oh yes <laughs> <laughs> who's your favorite deadwood character i have to ask well i've been watching a lot of justified before i watched deadwood so i was you know you know timothy oliphant's just like he was here filming. Apparently, they were doing a new um, uh, uh, Justified episode, and kept get, they kept getting caught in gun battles in the neighborhoods they were using to film. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> apparently, they don't know to like not drive through film sets shooting at each other on the west side of Chicago at the moment. You'd think someone should write an etiquette someone book should write about- an etiquette book about how to behave well in the American city, and you know, chivalric gun battles. do you think they know do you think (laughs) they know how to have chivalric gun battles in chicago as for example in deadwood i think
1: so um no No, not judging by the news reports oh there hasn't been an established gun battle etiquette
0: yet i'm not so sure about that i think they have a high etiquette i'm sure they know what they're doing in those situations I, th- I think, I mean, this is this is what's ironic about any anything you're studying in the Middle Ages is basically studying the period in which the guys with the guns had swords and were marauding through yeah. the countryside, stealing from the peasants and holding each other to high, you know, guild and honor killings. Mm. guild and honor killings, it's straight up. Well, I mean, assuming they're dealing with precious commodities from, you know, far reaches of the mediterranean like i don't know slaves I'm, I'm not i don't know that they're selling slaves on the south side of chicago we know they're selling slaves in other parts of the world they just call them diff- by different yes. names like sex workers
1: yes
0: we're gonna get get wrapped down to chivalry guys just 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 watch we can do this we can bring it back around to the behavior that should be belong between women and men because it's like it's clearly all folded into this problem of what the civilizing process is what manners are how we should behave i mean there's a culture but what's the culture
1: um well, now my head, now, now, now my head is uh, contrasting a video clip that I saw the other day with the idea of courtly love and the and the whores in Al Swearingen's saloon in Deadwood.
0: <laughs> we are now in the saloon, appropriately. Although I think I, think I didn't saloon. find any pictures of the, the the bar women in this in in Deadwood. I do have a picture of the sheriff, sheriff there, and his wife. Remember who his wife is
1: oh yes yes his dead his dead brother's wife that he marries <laughs> in order to so uh, she has a man redeem her so she has a husband yeah mm. yeah uh very old testament um uh so swearingen's the uh what's his name again the actor oh um, i'll go back he to him judas yeah and- yeah
0: judas he plays judas and jesus of nazareth um yeah now i'm forgetting. Yes. <laughs> Ian <laughs>
1: Yeah, so Ian McShane's character, Elsewhere Engine, who is appropriately named, he swears more than anybody else in <laughs> the entire show. Um, but he's probably the most intelligent out of anybody in that um, environment too, which makes it all the all all the more humorous to hear him going off the way he does verbally, because you can see him constantly frustrated that he is really surrounded by morons. <laughs> <laughs> And in another time and place, he probably would have been—he um, would have been running a dudgy. Yeah, you know, he runs Deadwood like the uh, the de facto king of of the of the place. But he's got his—he's got his saloon, and of course, it's you know. Uh, it's a whole house as well. And then, you know, the, you see the way he treats the women that are working for him and the way that the men that are in the saloon are treating the women that are working there and all of these strange codes of behavior that are, uh, that are applicable in this environment, you know, the house of sin, <laughs> it's a house of sin. And yet they do have behavioral mm-hmm. codes. They have expectations of how the men are supposed to behave. Uh, and, Any, I mean, any attempt at getting a freebie uh, is is an instant call for uh, justice from the management. So if the men are putting their hands on the whores or if they're trying to rape them, Swearengin comes in and shoots or gets one of his men to go in and shoot them if the whores haven't already tried to shoot the guy. Uh, Because, you know... uh, First off, they're, they're employees or property, mm-hmm. depending on how you look at it. But uh, he doesn't want them ruined so that, it, you know, it's bad for business if the girls have, have been beat up and whatever. So there, there, there ends up being this this odd, I don't know if you call it, anti-chivalry with Swearengine and his treatment of these women because, uh, yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's very, very strange. And then... The other female characters that are in that environment all develop this kind of—they're—they're um, they're very accustomed to the violence of the place. Yeah. Um, and then they have to, in turn, become very responsive to it. They're—they're they're hardened by it. You know, they're not dainty suburbanites; they're frontier women. Um, so, even though they're dressed in a very f- hyper feminine and very of- sexually overt way, if they're working uh, as sex workers, they're almost as tough as all of the men in, in the environment, aren't they? I mean, well, so there, there I'm wondering
0: you- about that because we had another, another, um, show we were going to contrast this with here's calamity jane at her bar <laughs> which i which Don't you have stay. you have confessed to you know we will, we expect the rendition well. of the song about my city
1: <laughs> um i can't sing that now i will
0: um yeah, because I used to watch that all the time when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, I know Calamity Jane very well. But this is a pro- – so Deadwood's made in the early 20th, 21st century, and Calamity Jane's mm-hmm. made in the 50s. And yeah. th- that I'm wondering – so the-, the thing that struck me about Deadwood is, on the one hand, you have Ian McShane, Ian McShane swearing, and, and and as you're describing, he's like, but he's doing this good-for-business stuff, and then – I I do confess I stopped watching after the second season when the young the boy the son is killed by the horse so that's done, but oh, it, yes. by it, at least in the first two I saw they're in Deadwood negotiating to fe- to become a state right they're in the it's in the Dakotas and yes. they're trying so they're trying yes. to create a government. Which is an interesting sort of acknowledgement of the Wild West was wild for like ten years, and then they all formed governments, yes. and you know g- yep. gradually um, voted to bring themselves the you know they petitioned to be let into the union, and they become part of the empire. <laughs> yes. and then, to gain and, jurisdiction. Right, and th- that you know it's like I want every every mythologizing of the West, much like the mythologizing of the Middle Ages. We're we're in nothing but mythologies. You know, the the mad kings building their famous you know fancy castles and pretend castles. It's all castles in the air. The degree to which the deadwood of the story is at all like at all the deadwood of the history. I mean, mm-hmm. the deadwood of the history is kind of also fantasy because they're there for the silver mine. Um, but I don't know what the women were behaving like at all in any of this because you're you're describing the you know Engine taking good care of his of his whores is to me it's like it looks it looks like a repeat of the calamity jane situation where there she is at her bar um and you know drawing guns against the guy but she's also the one who in in this one she's protecting the dancer who she's recruited Mm -hmm. to come singing for the men in the in the saloon yes well, she's run up to the Windy City to go and get this woman right. so
1: she can perform for them all.
0: <laughs> you really want me to sing that song you? I, I don't, if it happened, no. I wouldn't be sad. But oh, but but um, no, but think about the sort of like, what, are we anywhere? I would say, are we anywhere out of fantasy, either between Deadwood or Calamity Jane, of men and women? I mean, you're describing Swearingen as decent, which is like the irony of his character when he's that, not supposed to be.
1: That, yeah, yeah. No, but that's why that's why he's so terrifying yeah. cuz you see moments of decency and then uh, probably 80% of the time. He's...
0: Yeah, but to me that's that's the most the, brutal and wretched man that you've ever seen. The hidden chivalry expectation, right? It's like you can't make him you can't yes. make him a character that has no redeeming value and the primary redeeming value mm-hmm. that they give him is well, he keeps his women from being beat up. Recall what I said about the chivalric yes. impulse in our civilization, which is the men—I mean—so this is this is what um, back through the uh, peace of God, um, the the lady says to Lancelot when he's going off to King Arthur's court. What's funny about this is the the prose Lancelot that this is from. Lancelot and Arthur are really rude, right? They go around cheating on their wives and pillaging and raping and stuff like that. So that this this little scene shows up in the story, at all is weird. But um, she's saying, um, to provide this protection, they established those who were most worthy in the opinion of the common people, so the knights, right? These were the big and the strong and the handsome and the nimble and the loyal and the valorous and the courageous. Those were full of the qualities of the heart and the body. However, knighthood was not given to them frivolously or for nothing, but with it a great burden was placed on their shoulders. And do you know what that was? Originally, when the order of knighthood began, so this is the early 13th century, so they're inventing their own mythology at this point, Mm -hmm. Um, a man who wished to be a knight and who was accorded that privilege by right of election was told he should be courteous without baseness, gracious without cruelty, compassionate toward the needy, generous and prepared to help those in need and ready and prepared to confound robbers and killers. you should be a fair judge without love or hate, without love to help wrong against right, without hate to hinder right and to further... Well, that's a little complicated. Anyway, a knight should not, for fear of death, do anything which can be seen as shameful. Rather, he should be more afraid of shame than of suffering death. Um,
1: mm-hmm. And then
0: he's supposed to defend the, the, the church and, and so forth. But the... You know, it's like Swearingen is only going to have the character that he does within this context of chivalry, which is this weird sort of protection of his own. Is it property? Is it the people? Like the king defending his villains? Is he by not raping them, taking care of them, or is he just pretending? You know, protecting his investment kind of problem. It's 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 uh yeah, I mean.
1: It's, it's, the Swearengin character operates as the only, um, he's really the only thing standing in the middle of chaos and, uh, mob justice. He's kind of the stand in for the law. Right. Um, and so he's, 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 cruel but in a in the sense that if you removed him from the environment there would be unimaginable cruelty so this is where it becomes difficult to sort of uh i mean it's been it's having having him regulating the barbarism of deadwood right um because it's not completely barbaric and that's only because of his presence there there is a sense there you know there's a sense that he's creating order out of something that would otherwise be um pure chaos or um it would have gone back to uh gang fights for power you know it's
0: well so like- this is this is what's interesting this is technically what feudalism was which is gang fights mm-hmm. for power all those castles right you win your minecraft castle right so the early mm-hmm. the 10th and 11th century castles they build all these castles all over the countryside and it's all like all of our e-duchies you know the that they they are able to assemble households they are able to maintain control over their particular territory Only insofar as the other ones don't. And eventually the kings come along and consolidate, you know, it's like, is centralized government good or bad? Hmm. (laughs) And, and... It depends on what it's doing, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Well, we, we have this, we have this issue on the internet now, I think, with i mean we had i had an argument with someone this past week about barbarism versus civilization uh and the, the you know i'm i'm in i'm arguing in favor of civilization and the person said well why are you always arguing in favor of africa because you know that's not civilized which i thought was really strange because it is the most civilized place in the world it's just that not the entire continent hasn't been civilized but I mean, Coptic civilization is the oldest mm. on the planet. It was just a bizarre thing to kind of say, "Oh, you know, you you like Africa because of the barbarism?" No, <laughs> you know, I, I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the, the the oldest civilized place and uh, enjoying enjoying that, and also the the frontier is exciting, which is I think more to the point that africa feels like a frontier in many ways which is similar to the internet um and it's not pure barbarism there are rules it's like it's like uh you're operating in something that has an unwritten uh an unwritten um legal code you know it's just it's something before getting
0: a jurisdiction i don't know something like that so i what i'm thinking is i realize i think people people i mean so the the mythology that we're often dealing with in the internet conversation about politics is you know make your own communities right um and Mm. this is a big sociological political science question the degree to which people self-organize order in orderly fashion right do you Mm. do you need and and then and then i guess i mean actually this is our good great you know the big theme of Human society right where does it come from we're we're kind in and the we're we're you know the Rousseauian everyone was an individual and you surrendered yourself in the social contract you surrendered up some of your liberty and blah, blah 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 and it's like we're actually watching this you know the great experiment of the internet is it's not it's not- it's like we're we're in particular like kingdoms too right telegram is Dorov's kingdom I suppose or Meta yes. Zuckerberg's king, kingdom. They, they they developed up these big territories digitally. Torba's kingdom. You know, Musk yes. has has purchased his kingdom, and then you know you get to operate within those. The worry that my colleagues had when I did the three cheers for white men and chivalry was chaos would erupt, right? If I said this, mm. then hordes of men would run screaming through the streets going, Aah! like, I don't know, in their imagination. Um, and, you know, and they saw that yes. in their, their thinking in the Charlottesville marches in 2017, which is some of, when some of this played out with me. And they're imagining the sort of return of barbarism. I think. Mm or fascism i'm not sure what it's like one's the, one's the the sort of complete loss of control of the state of your behavior so you're blowing your nose however you like um versus a fascist state which is telling you how you have to blow your nose which hey yeah. we got
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> how to cover your how to cover your mouth yep exactly and correctly yep. down to the last detail yep. One mask, two mask, three mask, four. Yeah.
0: Booger troll is, (laughs) you know, really confused mm. by me. (laughs) I had a handkerchief and now you're telling me I have to use my hat too?
1: (laughs) Drink some hand sanitizer while you're at it.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, this is, so this, you know, the civilizing process, we recognize you'd really rather, you know, that people weren't blowing their nose under the floor all the time. Okay, so and mm-hmm. this is where we got you know trapped in the, the the COVID training of most of the time we are accepting the rules, the social rules, the behavioral rules, and you know the 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 um I, I don't know what that the liberty part comes in. I sort of like shot off into another thought there. We're we're just talking about manners, right? And the manners, I think it's usually we're thinking of manners not as something that. You will be fined for if you misbehave, but that you'll be shunned for socially. I, I did find that list mm-hmm. finally; it was hidden, hiding in shame test. The shame, the, you yes. That shame the, what screams? I'm lower yeah. class. Not teaching or enforcing manners in children, allowing children to run wild in public places and letting them scream and throw tantrums is rude behavior.
1: Hmm. <laughs> the internet is full of tantrums.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and then there's there's the the continuing problem, realize we've laid out all these problems, so maybe we're going to take more videos to solve the manners on the internet. But in in this picture, Jane is dressed as a man, right? She's in breeches and her Leathers and and such, and she, oh, she's with Doris her. Jane. yeah, Doris J. Yeah. Jane, and the what's the dancer's name that she's helping her? It she becomes
1: uh, Adelaide, Adelaide, Adams. She becomes
0: her friend, right? And by the end of the movie, yeah. they're both dressed as girls, right? I mean, there's a whole scene where they get Jane to dress like a girl, and then they go to the ball with the men who look identical, right? The the men have to well, one's a one's in a uniform, and the others in white. I mean it's like they're they're dressed properly now as as our Victorian women and and although maybe show, probably showing more skin I think than they tend to show in the Victorian period they'd have more covers at their tops. Um but Doris Day's Clamity finally dresses like a woman. Um it's a sort of mm. where do women fit in this I mean in the masculine world of the frontier and your you know gender switching between Clamity Jane fighting and <laughs> goth goth well, the f- goth chick on 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 the mosaic arc stream <laughs> shocked many people right as much as you know yeah well uh you know even
1: yeah you know, when when i first de-identified uh d de- when i identified myself and i took off the anon label uh yeah, that was a very similar to Calamity Jane <laughs> finally wearing a dress. <laughs> um, but people don't uh, don't seem to get, like, we're at the frontier right now. We don't have, especially in Australia, because we're west-west. Right. We're, we're wild west and, uh, like, if you go west in the States, you end up in California. And then if you keep going west, you'll end up in Australia. So we're, like, far, far west. Right. Um And we haven't emerged from our colonial um uh period we're still in colonial period people say we're national we're not national yet this place has not achieved nationality yet i will argue about it until i'm blue in the face because we're still stuck in the colonial phase of our uh development um uh, culturally you know uh people have no idea how to behave we're still in frontier rules um and interaction between men and women in Australia is very uh interesting uh you know I had a friend from Arabia who came here and I was talking to her about um like really Arabia you know Gulf Arab and she was asking me about the culture here and she said you know there's some things that I'm noticing about the way men and women are together etc and I said yeah well I'm guessing you may have noticed by now that um my laptop's about to die. I've got—I forgot to turn the charger on. Uh, I said, "You may have noticed by now that men don't help women here."
0: Do you need to? Do you need to stop and turn it on? I'm gonna.
1: I'm going. Yes. Hold to. that. Hold, hold on that, that thought. <laughs> Is it
0: on? It's on. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay.
0: But but do you notice we we've, we've oh. gone? We're you know we're two hours in. We have a few more points to make. Hang on there, guys. Oh. Um, and you have not dropped. We are definitely finally streaming in Minecraft again. <laughs> We've got Minecraft level of streaming. Uh, I, Gamer I, level I, Wi-Fi. I, I, yeah
1: i said i want a korean level wi-fi <laughs> um you so, finally, but anyway, you finally found the thinking,
0: speak you know the right words to explain to the tech guy this is what i need <laughs> yeah i'm riding I want across to be the, to the wastelands of the internet in my in my streaming please i need <laughs> i need to be able to build castles in this But building a duchy dutchy level into this. right but you realize um, that at no point we've solved it's like we need if, if we're in feudalism we have these little castles but we don't necessarily want the big centralized state but we need women and men behaving well together but we need them not in the colonial you know mercantile vending machine do we know where to go to find the the relationships that we're actually trying to model ourselves in
1: well, yeah, I have an idea, Ooh, but it's—I'll <laughs> finish my story just so, just to kind of um, uh, outline the frontier problem. So uh, I said, "Do you notice here the difference in how men treat women?" She said, "Yeah, I have, but I didn't, couldn't really put my finger on it." And I said, "Do you notice that men here don't help women?" And she said, "Huh." I said, "Pay attention to the way that the men who were born here treat." The women around you versus the way that men behave in the gulf so she's like oh wow you know then we talk some more and she said yeah you were right i said it's the little things but what have you noticed most she said if i'm in trouble when i'm in the gulf even if it's a non-arab you know non arabian the expatriates that are living there have clearly soaked up part of that culture Mm. She said, if I'm in trouble and I have a male friend or, you know, whatever, I'll call them and they'll come, they'll take take care of it. She said, Australians don't have the same rules here. I said, no, they don't. The women have to take care of things. She said, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've just, like, she just started noticing it. It's a very subtle lack of patriarchy. It's a very subtle lack of um, Mm chivalry and uh, a chivalry code. And, um... So in the digital world, we have the same issue, same, same problem. Now, as you, as you were describing this, I was thinking, well, we're dealing with, um, the digital world, which is infertile. Yes. So now we don't even have, you know, in the, in the, in the flesh in the everyday in the interactions, even in a colonial frontier country where the men are not chivalric,
0: sorry, Aussies, but you're not yet. Um, but in the the middle ages chivalric comes out of the frontier context right it's like you will die if you're not taking care of your women yeah your women but we
1: have been demilitarized Mm. so we've got a whole bunch of problems i I can't even get into it yet but like we've had waves of warfare we've been hyper militarized because of warfare and then we lost the men and then we flipped over into this weird pseudo matriarchy Mm -hmm. where the men all look like men but they're not functioning like a patriarchy. So they're kind of Kendalls Oh, man, I'm going to offend everyone in this country by saying this, but it's just the truth. Old world people that move here will know what I'm talking about because they behave differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, no, frontier people here are completely uh, completely stuck in this um, pre-chivalric, uh, feudalistic kind of operation where they they haven't clicked over yet. And I don't think that they need to because we don't have the same danger that requires people to adopt particular codes of behavior. Maybe Mm. that's the problem. Anyway, at least there's a potential for fertility in this environment, you know, in the flesh, because men and women are interacting and then uh, they want some romantic uh, outcome from those interactions. on the internet it's sterile. Yeah. So whatever culture we're creating on the internet it's it's odd inside the internet duchies there is no new life. you we can't say, if we've created, for example, if, we, if we've created a chat room and we've established rules in that particular chat room or on a particular social media site, we cannot bequeath that to a new generation that was born inside that chat room. People are going to come from the outside, right? In, always. always. So there's nothing internal emerging. So there's actually no fertility because there's no generation within that environment. Mm. So it's dead, it's sterile. So it has to continuously have people imported from the outside from flesh the flesh world they get imported into the online duchies and then they have to readapt to the status quo culture in there but because they're migrating they're going to bring new things with them so it's a constant wave of migra- migration and and you know in that sense uh, for rules You can't establish something and keep it fixed and raise people within that little right these are all true
0: but i mean to a certain extent what you're describing is the way that the the cities feed off the countryside (laughs) um Ah. that the in so in the medieval period is actually a great period of urbanization people tend to think of it that was like towns in the middle ages are are growing but their populations are coming from the the people in the countryside and the, mm. and they, the, the young people would particularly, as they do now, right? They go to the cities in the middle ages, they'd often end up in the servant class I guess they do kind of now if they work in retail or hospitality or something like that, right? You're taking on service yeah. jobs and the people in the cities tended to die when disease went through the city and so forth. Um, yeah. So there's, a, there's a imbalance of fertility from the country to the, the city from the beginning. Mm it's kind of it's a sort of feature of well interestingly civilization but curiously and maybe this is we're i think we're 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 fertile we're fertile with new topics which is good because we are trying to figure out what our new season is right we're, we got out of our doom loop and we finally we got minecraft level streaming <laughs> we can we can get into this right i think we're creating the problem It's like we need to reinvent civilization cuz we're ha- it's happening here in this digital place and it's happening in these chat rooms and it's happening in our little minecraft castles and we don't know how to do it yet um now i've lost myself what was i thinking uh
1: well how the the countryside populates oh the city? they're they're
0: actually um they they, they 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 don't exist independently of each other right there's no countryside if there's no city no. so mm. the you know the when robert the pious is making his, his promises not to ravage his own countryside that countryside is developing because of the castles so they, they work together mm. there's not only a castle and no countryside and there's not only countryside and no castle because if take note you don't have a castle to protect your countryside somebody else comes and steals your stuff mm.
1: so if no
0: castle no eggs no castle no eggs somebody else has stolen your eggs
1: <laughs> that works on several levels
0: <laughs> so we have this fantasy i mean it's like of all the of all of the the chivalric images that i found that edward Lytton paint edmund edmund it's edmund edmund Lighton painted i see that's wikipedia barely has any lighten apparently had like a boring life he did no adventures and and, and stuff like that he's he's um 1852 to 1922. So, you know, we could have had adventures, but of all of the paintings that he did, the the, the the one that I'm showing now is the one that was most mysterious to me because it's called the king and the, the peasant girl or something like that. And um, there's a king kneeling before a young woman who's in rags, offering her a crown. And I use that in class today to talk about Ethelston because apparently the first king of England is ballads had it. The son of a, shepherd girl whom his father saw one night, had a one night stand with, and he raises, he becomes king, right? So the king of England was originally the child of a shepherd. Cool, eh? Um, But then I looked up what what this picture actually is and apparently it's a famous story from the 16th century, not the 10th, which was what I was pretending, but um, called The King and the Beggar Maid. And the king in the story is African. <laughs> I you like that. It's Kefetua and Penelaphone. And apparently, there's a famous 16th century ballad. The, the references to it in Shakespeare and then and, and the ballad that we have is from the late 16th century of this story. If he sees this beautiful woman, this is the, it's like the dream of the internet, right? I will show myself mm. online as a woman and some very wealthy man will see me and want to marry me and take me away and we have i don't know kids i'm not sure right but that that's the, the, the 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 one that he's in the story in this 16th century story he's african he's specifically an african king although in the painting he's he's shown he looks maybe ethiopian but um uh that he is I mean, I, it, you don't look at this painting and instantly think this is an African with a, a. But it is. It's meant to be an African with a slave girl or a beggar, a beggar girl, that he lifts up.
1: Mm. <laughs> Three cheers for black men! Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's just so funny.
0: Painted by Edmund
1: Lighten in his
0: in his, He's it. the same painter as did that. The first picture I showed of the. The accolade, right? That one that gets out there. All everybody yeah. on the internet is always sharing, you know, particularly in Telegram, is always sharing all of these, you know, traditional, remember when this was, you know, this was the ideal that we used to have. And I'm like, well, okay, I've I've researched a lot of that ideal. I've told you a little bit where from some of that chivalric ideal comes from. It's more complicated than you thought, which I of course knew when I said three cheers for white men. It was meant to like start the conversation, which I guess I achieved okay so that's good but uh it's an eight an eight year an eight, an eight year <laughs> conversation and ongoing, right? because we don't know how to behave where might we learn how not to be you know women uh, like the 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 what's his name swearingens women in the brothels on Swearingen. the or the women on OnlyFans, mm. or the 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 you know the The kinds of mistakes that we make, I mean, you know, in the hookup culture that pretty much I think every grown woman now has probably had some adventures. I was in college in the eighties. Yes, we were like young then too, um, that you have made mistakes in your relationships with each other over and over and over again, where aware might we learn how to behave better? So what's fun about this is some of those pictures I've been showing you, of women and their in their finery and stuff like that, were painted by the same person who painted this image of, well, Mary Magdalene when she's all fancied, right? And she's and she's fancied up just as Swearengen's women would have been for the same reason. Mm. Oh, this is the goddess. No, this is this is this is the portrait of Mary Magdalene. Just and she's dressed in. So these are these are Jacques Joseph Tissot's biblical pictures, um, he's um, Roman Catholic and French, but apparently much beloved in Victorian England, which was a bit of a, an achievement, because when he was doing all of these pictures, now I'm showing the woman taken in adultery image, um, he went to Palestine, which was still Palestine at this point, no Israel, because not 1948 yet, and um, he um, like took photographs and, and did a lot of research so that He was considered to be showing the historically accurate scenes in which Jesus um, uh, lived, right? And it's 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 sort of complicated because like there's yet more layers of mythologizing (laughs) um, in the representations here. But it's like meant to be the historically accurate representations of what Jesus's life was actually like. In this, I don't know. It's 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 not really orientalizing, but it is sort of. In the sense that the Europeans by this point are, one, very powerful militarily and, and commercially. Mm-hmm. And two, have a, have a particular vision of the East as, um, well, backward and, and maybe a bit barbaric. I'm talking about civilizing mm-hmm. still. And yet, their images of how to behave well <laughs> are set there.
1: yeah so they're admit they're admitting the origin of the uh the
0: culture's ideal interestingly in the middle ages they were always very clear about it and they put jerusalem on their maps at the center of the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean this is for me the irony of everyone it's like when i was at three cheers for white men and how to prove you're not a white supremacist i'm like well you know i kind of study devotion to jesus (laughs) (laughs) and mary (laughs) And they're perfectly clear throughout the middle ages that, well, okay. So here we have now Salome and her dancing, right. Which is Tisos. he gives her a handstand. She's doing it. She's oh. doing yoga by this way. She's actually doing a pretty good handstand. Where she's, gone. Yeah. she's been, yeah. 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 provocatively. And, 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 and Harrod's leaning over his cushions at her. Um, that you know, European culture was always very, I mean, there is no medieval culture without the Bible, quite bluntly Mm. and they're imagining themselves as kings right these these 10th century kings are imagining themselves through the psalms so they're imagining themselves into this jerusalem story into this ancient world story even as they're trying to figure out how to be king of england setting up their little cast castles and you know and cities and such. It, it's so interesting. I, and this is where you were, you knew what the pictures were. So you were rightly pointing our audience to, to this, that the stories of chivalry that we're working with, I said white men, but they were never actually fundamentally European. <laughs> Ironically.
1: No. Um, I don't know why that's so... I don't know why that is uh, perpetuated. It's just, I, like I've mentioned this so many times on my, on my channel, Europa was a Phoenician goddess, a Semitic. Right. Even the name for Europe is Semitic. <laughs> it's like, I just don't understand this very strange uh, kind of Chinese whispers of saying Europe and thinking white and thinking Non Middle Eastern, you know, and not thinking of that's the cult, the cauldron of the Semitic civilizations because they were cauldrons, they were ethnic mm-hmm. cauldrons. It just blows my mind that it's the, the synthetic homogeneity is transposed onto the history of the whole Mediterranean. I just don't understand why, except for a discomfort in dealing with the non-European Christianity. Are there Maybe there's something in that people don't really want to uh, deal with it, maybe because it wrecks the Marxist's angle that Christians are evil white colonizers and they've wrecked non-white societies by bringing Christianity in. There's something the, like the, the that, ex- yeah. It's like we're gonna, we're, the only explanation I can think we're for. We're going to have
0: to, to think in a, about this in a packet it, because it's very... I mean, the more I, it's like I like studying history. Right now, I'm reading this book where I've, I was reading about Tissot's paintings, these paintings, and in this British Victorian attempt to give the historical Jesus, the actual, accurate historical Jesus. Mm-hmm. And realizing I, this is a new book, and so, you know, I, I couldn't have known this quite in the way that she told it because she just wrote the book, but that no matter how many times I unpeel layers in this story, as we've been discovering with the the, our our arc streams, and you find yet another layer in it, that there is Mm. this, where is the colonial, where is the white, where is the chivalric, where is the, well you might have to, and this is the one that you liked a lot the garden (laughs) Mm. sit at his sit at his feet this one's by a Polish artist, right? Um, whose name I will not attempt to to, to pronounce. But it's, this is one of my <laughs> absolute favorite paintings because, of course, Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus and Martha with much labor is saying, why isn't she helping me with the housework? And Jesus saying to Mary, you know, to Martha, that Mary has chosen the better part. She's learning the wisdom from me, which it's chival- chivalry. Are you kidding me? Where, where are you going to have the idea that um, this culture that came from this story didn't dignify women. Mm. That was, that mm. was another one. I was just like, it does, you know, the where, feminist, where do you think your, your sense of, we, we get an education too. We get to sit at the feet of our Lord listening to his teaching, just as the gospel say, um, Mary yes. did. And that there's this premise that somehow this, whatever tradition it is. And it's like, we don't even know what to label it. it. Christian is good, right? Remember when you were learning how to blow your nose properly, it was Christian behavior. They were in the 18th century specifically labeling it a Christian. But what does Christian behavior mean? Who's Christian, you know, not even who's Christianity. What does Christian behavior mean? And the mm. numbers of times I felt like we're in these odd internet Minecraft conversations about, you know, you're not being Christian. And I'm like, how much are you living that story
1: yeah well uh you know i'm you know I've been ranting a lot because the constant rant but i'm 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 am wrestling with this meme of cat ladies and eggless egos. Mm. It's never sat well with me, and that's not because I've ever tried to misrepresent myself as pious and virtuous because I wasn't um. And I'm not bothered by people calling me eggless or or cat lady. Um,
0: but I would be bo- I would be bothered that- by being called the cat lady. Dog, please, dog lady. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: no, it it was a strange thing. It was like okay, we're we're in a digital world that seems to have returned to pre-Christian honor culture feeling of uh stoning the stoning the whores let's stone the whores and i found it very odd when christ refused to do it he refused to do it and i've said it many times uh that there is no i i don't feel like our virtue as women is going to be restored by uh this like digital stoning, I just don't think right. it will be. Uh, it, and if it was, then Christ would have stoned the adulteress, but he didn't. So if we approach the establishment of a digital culture on the foundation of what Christ did, he establishes the pattern. He's the axiom of civilization. He's he's the logos. The logos established a a, a you know the teaching for the physical world in that he said, you know, he who is without sin cast the first stone, he refuses only adulterous. And yet strangely we go onto the internet and it's the Christians and specifically the Christian men who are probably the worst I've ever seen in terms of their treatment of women that have fallen in Mm -hmm. virtue with very little discussion on why women ended up like that in the first place. Why are women in frontier cultures, operating like the women in frontier cultures in the wild west because there was a there's a historian i've got the book here And there's a whole chapter on prostitution in north america it was a mm. fascinating read <laughs> and according to this historian he's a commie but I, he did good work and he said that at, at one point in particular regions of the of, of north america in you know frontier times you could barely find a woman that hadn't done sex work at one stage just to survive. Right. So when you're in an environment where the patriarchy's is collapsed, I'm not advocating sex work. I'm just, it's not, it's not, an, uh, it's not uh, me making excuses for, for, for sin or for um, lack of virtue, but it's like, I'm being, uh, I'm being realistic about the treatment of what's happening here. Uh, the denial of frontier conditions. I think a lot of people are in denial about the frontier conditions that we're in. So I say, okay, we're in frontier conditions. What does that mean? There's no patriarchy. If you're lucky, you'll get a swear engine. Right. If you're lucky, you'll get an Al swear engine who's running a saloon, who has a lot of guns and a lot of really you know, loyal people around that will uh, enforce protection of the women in that environment. But beyond having an Al Swearingen or a Tim- Timothy Oliphant, you know, who marries his brother's widow, uh the Frontier itself does not allow for uh mercy of unprotected females. So it's like this kind of environment is what's happening in the digital world. So we end up with instead of whores and saloons, <laughs> women are all over the internet having OnlyFans accounts. Right. It's it's and obviously it's not just a survival issue. There's a lot more going on there. My problem with the, 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 um, the behavior of the Christian men on the internet is that, okay, you want to bring Christianity to the world, but Christ wouldn't stone that adulteress. He didn't stone the whole. So why are we doing it on the internet? There's a disconnect you know? It's to me there's a disconnect between the two things or saying, Oh, this woman's eggless or this woman's a cat lady. The other day I said, I'm done with the trope, I don't want to deal with the the term cat lady anymore. There are women that exist in this uh, in this culture that should have been nuns that had no idea it was a vocation that was possible right. for them. Women are not raised to to consider these things. If you're lucky you grow up in a cradle Catholic environment where you even know that monasteries exist, but if if you don't you know how do you how do you renounce the creation of a family without going into a feminist environment? Where's, where's you're out, you know. So I I just don't, I don't think everybody's really analyzing exactly what what it means to be in frontier
0: conditions. And um, well, we have a we have a super chat. So I oh, Isaiah no. and Annie Z uh, chivalry arrives with civilization, Yoki masculinity globalism wants to kill masculinity which i this is yeah so we we've explored this a lot when maybe you have to figure out where to put a lot of these things that we've learned tonight um that the colonialism it the frontier stuff it's like if we end up with the 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 tower of babel version of things we're also in trouble mm. yes
1: I mean, again, like global, globalism, that's England. I just, I don't understand how, like Britain is globalism. That is, that is the empire that allowed this whole thing to happen. Right. It, that is globalism. Well, she's and I, realize, English, I realized, realized it after
0: my trip to, to Portugal that, the, you know, the Portuguese empire is a totally different network. <laughs> and those of us speaking English are within that, the British empire. America, Australia, yes. Canada, this all mo, all of this happens in just the British Empire. So as you're right that the white is 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 cloak for English, which is cloak for British yes. Empire, which the United States took yes. over and that we're playing with NATO and the it, it, I mean the race the race stuff obviously was never and, and it was it was interesting that none of my colleagues in the field, they were big on glo, they're big on globalism, right? They're big on multiculturalism. Um, and the study of the way in which the, you know, the Ur- Europe has interacted with the rest of the world, which I said I was already doing that all all along, mm. right? Um, the 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 real question seemed to be nobody was wanting to think about where the ideals I was describing were coming from, mm. and that when Mary Magdalene is in the stories. The first one to see our Lord risen, what does she do? This is one of my favorite of Tissot's images, right? She's just, and, and to think that she was the the one that he just, he pa- does the painting of her in her full regalia, right? Now she is flat at the foot of our Lord. And then that is the, you know, our risen Lord, the, the problem of, I, I think we're, we're dealing with a lot in the internet context of what, what relation should men have to Christ? What relation do women have to Christ? And it's all, you know, all of our relationships with each other in Christian understanding mediated through him. The, the thing that the women in the, in the Gospels know is, on the one hand, they belong at his feet, learning from him, and two, they belong at his feet.
1: Yes. I unfortunately have to leave. I don't want to, but someone's arrived. I'm getting text. Guess what?
0: We are now in real life and I have my campus image. So yeah, (laughs) that was quite a tour. I think we, we, we obviously did plan this with some care and texts and, and pictures. Um, But I think we also just celebrated a two hour and 30 minute stream with no drop frames (laughs) in Minecraft. (laughs) Thank you for joining us here in the real world. We're back. See you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.